Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., currently on Zoom and broadcast live on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message to be meaningful. Wherever you are, join us in doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. Today, we're going to talk about belief and believing. Probably even hearing that word makes you uncomfortable because you probably ended up at Hope Gateway because you are either a part of the Methodist non-creedal tradition in which there is no catechism or affirmation of a particular creed that is required or you came from a life experience that has required an assent to a set of particular beliefs that eventually made you uncomfortable. So you ended up somewhere that doesn't do that, like Hope Gateway. Or you've always been a skeptic, a doubter, a cynic, and somehow you found a place here where we are all fairly comfortable with skepticism. Now that we have that framework, I invite you, as I read the story of Mary, the story of Mary saying yes to God, to yes to God, to being the mother of God and freaking out a bit, as Amelia said, I invite you into the story, not into the skepticism or cynicism, but into the story of a young woman's encounter with God not into the facts and the plausibility of the situation, but into the impossibility of it all and her belief in spite of all the actualities. So here are these words, this story from the Gospel of Luke in the first chapter, beginning with verse 26. Six months later in Nazareth, a city in the rural province of Galilee, the heavenly messenger Gabriel made another appearance. This time the messenger was sent by God to meet with a virgin named Mary, who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David himself. The messenger entered her home. Greetings, you are favored and the Lord is with you. Among all women on the earth, you have been blessed. The heavenly messenger's words baffled Mary, and she wondered what type of greeting this was. Mary, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. Listen, you are going to become pregnant. You will have a son, and you must name him Savior or Jesus. Jesus will become the greatest among men. He will be known as the son of the highest God. God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over the covenant family of Jacob forever. Mary said, but I have never been with the man. How can this be possible? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. 
the most high will overshadow you. That's why this holy child will be known as not just your son, but also the son of God. It sounds impossible, but listen, you know your relative Elizabeth has been unable to bear children and is now far too old to be a mother. Yet she has become pregnant as God willed it. Yes, in three months, she will have a son. So the impossible is possible with God. And Mary responded, deciding in her heart, here I am the Lord's humble servant, as you have said, let it be done to me. And the heavenly messenger was gone. Mary immediately got up and hurried to the hill country in the province of Judah, where her cousin Zacharias and Elizabeth lived. When Mary entered their home and greeted Elizabeth, who felt her baby leap in her womb, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth shouted, you are blessed, Mary, blessed among all women, and the child you bear is blessed. And blessed am I as well that the mother of my Lord has come to me. As soon as I heard your voice greet me and my baby leapt for joy within me. How fortunate you are, Mary, for you believed what the Lord told you would be fulfilled. Elizabeth says, how fortunate Mary is that she believed what the Lord told her would be fulfilled. This kind of belief is deep trust. It is not intellectual assent. It is not ignorant of the dangers that lie ahead of her. Mary maybe didn't know that Jesus would one day walk on water, but she knew that in agreeing to be a part of this impossible plan that God was making with her, that strange and wonderful and terrible things would happen. She knew. It was not, she was not oblivious to her situation and the implications of it. Nevertheless, she trusted. Nevertheless, she believed. One of the gifts of the resource that we are using for this series, Those Who Dream, is the amazing art that was created specifically for our reflection on these stories and these dreams that we are invited into this advent. I'd like to share with you two pieces of art and a reflection by the artist, which you can also find in the devotional that you received for this season. The first image is by Lauren Wright Pittman. And the second piece and these words are from Lyle Wynn Garrity. Did it feel like a dream when the angel approached? Greetings, favored one. Did her mind spin as she pondered the impossibility of it all? You will bear a son and he will be great. Did she lose her balance when she realized the gravity of her call? The child will be holy, the son of God. 
Did her legs get weak after the words left her lips? Here I am, let it be. In the quiet that followed, did she question everything? Did she realize that she would be perceived as impure, as a threat to patriarchy, power, and proprietary? Did fear cloak her like a garment pulled too tight? And so in a haze, she runs away, seeking refuge in the hill country, retreating to family who would keep her safe and help her make sense of her world turned upside down. As soon as she falls into Elizabeth's arms, Elizabeth knows and feels it to be true. Yes, I feel it too. We are pregnant with promise. We carry this together. This is not a dream deferred. It is a dream confirmed, a dream shared, a dream that will birth joy. In this image, Mary and Elizabeth's bodies are tenderly intertwined. Halos like crescent moons encircle each of them and their wombs signaling the cosmic change they bring forth. Those who dream are not alone. Maybe Mary believed before she reached Elizabeth's arms. Maybe she trusted God before Elizabeth confirmed that she believed. But I can imagine I can dream that Mary only really believed it would all be okay and that all the questions that were spinning in her head could be turned down after she felt Elizabeth's embrace. After she was held by someone who loved her, someone she trusted. What are things that we need to be together to believe? As we heard earlier in our Advent candle lighting, we believe that this world is hard, harder than it should be. When the world falls apart around us, we believe in listening for the angels that say, don't be afraid. We believe that love is healing. We believe in friendships, in neighbors, in leaning on each other when the going gets tough. These are things that we believe. They are not a creed or a litmus test, but they are life-giving beliefs that we hold dear, especially, maybe only, when we connect with one another, with others who help us believe. In closing, I'd like to share with you a blessing that Steve Garnis Holmes shared at the end of the fireside chat this week that Alan hosted for the BTS Center. It's a blessing for Mary. It's a blessing for you. It's a blessing for us all. I invite you to believe today that these words are for you, you in particular. 
right here, right now. Greetings from heaven to you who are favored by God. Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and bear forth in your life the love of God made flesh. And that love will create a realm that will have no end. You will ask, how can this be? I am just one poor, inadequate little soul. But the spirit will come upon you. That what is to be born of you will be holy. Will be called the love of God. And of its beauty, there will be no end. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.